Well, today we're going to continue our series, Unmasked. Here's what we need to understand, and that is the pandemic didn't introduce the wearing of masks. The truth of the matter is man has always worn a mask, right? Yeah, man has always worn a mask. Man has always tried to cover up or hide his true feelings. I believe that it's time to unmask. It's time to face our reality. Well, the definition of this word unmask is to expose the true character or hidden truth about something. Well, last Sunday, we talked about the mask of insecurity. Today, I want to challenge you to unmask your frustrations. Unmask your frustrations. How many of you have ever, how many of you ever struggle with frustrations? Well, now I'm frustrated with your response because it ought to be 100%. Amen. The truth of the matter is we seldom get through an entire day without being frustrated, either with someone or something. Well, I want to begin this morning by talking about the causes. Let's talk about the causes of our frustrations. Now, the causes are many and even perhaps, perhaps even Limitless. I, I, I've simply uh, chosen five to highlight. They may or may not be your frustrations, but probably it probably come pretty close to home. Let me begin this morning by saying that frustration often comes when people disappoint you. When people disappoint you. Ask David about this. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 through chapter 31, much of the story of David is recorded. And his story starts out great. I mean, you know, just a teenager, just probably around 17 years of age, David fights and kills a literal giant named Goliath. All of us should be familiar with that story. Well, that victory kept Uh, David's people from becoming the slaves of the Philistines. This was a big deal. And it brought David favor with the king. And David moves up the ladder of success and prominence in unprecedented fashion. He becomes a hero to the people and and the go-to man of the king until until the king got jealous of David and David's popularity. See, before David came along, it was all about Saul and, oh, the mighty Saul. But now David comes along and they begin to cheer, oh, Saul has slain his thousand, but David his ten thousand. Initially, the king loved David and what he brought to his kingdom, but jealousy, jealousy soured the king on David, and David soon became his enemy. Can you even imagine the the, the disappointment David must have experienced? People can disappoint us. People who were once for us can turn against us. People who were once our best friends now now snub us and ignore us, and now they have new best friends. I look on the internet sometimes, and I see people that used to brag about our church now bragging about their new church. 
People who you once counted on, people you once depended on are now nowhere to be found. Have you ever been frustrated with people? Another cause of frustration is when when promises get forgotten. Ask Joseph about this. Joseph had been falsely accused and wrongly sentenced to prison. And while he is in prison, Joseph is able to help a fellow prisoner. In return for his help, Joseph asks his fellow inmate to speak on his behalf and help him get released. But the promise that this fellow prisoner made was forgotten once he got out of prison. Have forgotten promises ever frustrated you? Perhaps a promotion was promised. Oh, oh, but a friend of the boss is promoted instead. Perhaps help was promised on a project. Oh, oh, you you kept your part of the deal. Oh, you made the investment of time and energy and money, but, but, but you were left holding the bag. Everybody else bailed on you. Frustrations come to us in many different forms. Another might be when possessions don't satisfy you. Ask the rich man about this. His story can be found in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21. If you'll read the story, you will discover that he was already a rich farmer. His barns were already full before he produced yet another bumper crop. His dilemma, nowhere to store all his stuff. He already had more than he needed, and yet he was driven by possessions. I don't know, I was thinking about it as I was preparing this message, but but if this man had a mission statement for his life, it probably would have been a one-word mission statement, and the one word would have been more. He was driven to accumulate more. Perhaps, I don't know, but perhaps the more he got, the greater his frustration because because no matter how much more he got, his more did not satisfy. Maybe this describes someone here today. Perhaps you thought, oh, that possessions would satisfy you. Oh, oh, if I only had this. Oh, if I only had that. Oh, if I only had something else. You thought that in order for you to be happy, all you needed was more. If only you could have more. But you're frustrated because your more just makes you want even more. You appear to be happy. Oh, oh, you know how to put on a good front, but it's a mask you are wearing. And behind the mask is a very frustrated and unhappy person. Another one is when plans don't work out. Ask James about this. He says in James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, and I'm going I'm to read what James says. In James chapter 4, verse 13 through 15, James says, Come now, you who say, hey, today or tomorrow, oh, we're going to go to such and such a place. Oh, we're going to spend a year there. We're going to buy. We're going to sell. We're going to make a profit. 
James says, but you don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. James says, so instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live, or we will do this, or we will do that. Plans are good, right? Plans are good. In fact, fact, nothing should be done without a plan. But plans are theory. Did you know that? Plans are theory. Listen, listen, what works on paper doesn't always work out in reality. Have you ever discovered that? Here's what I know, and that is plans should be written with pencil and not with pen. Because sometimes you're going to need an eraser. Plans often require change. You know, this building was built with a set of plans. I spent weeks with the architect, with the builder, drawing plans for this church. This church was built off of a set of plans. But those plans got changed along the way. Some because I found better ways of doing things and some because of the city of Arlington. I thought I was over that. Amen. (laughs) Obviously, I'm still bitter. Sometimes we can become very frustrated when our plans don't work out. We had planned to be at a certain level by now. Our numbers haven't reached the heights we had planned. Our relationship hasn't reached the place we had hoped. Our retirement fund isn't where the plan said it would be by now. And on and on and on and on I could go this morning. One of the causes of frustrations is when plans don't work out. COVID-19 and this pandemic have certainly played havoc with our plans. It certainly has for me. It certainly has for my staff. Where could we be if not for the pandemic? How, how far has this set us back? And no one knows the answer. When plans don't work out is a major cause of frustration. Let's talk about one more cause of frustration. And this is, this is huge. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, it's the big one. <laughs> and that is when prayer doesn't seem to be working. Ask Paul about this. See, see, if anyone had a right to expect an answer to their prayers and for the answer to be yes, surely, surely it would have been the apostle Paul. Because was anyone any closer to the Lord than Paul? Was anyone more diligent in ministry than he? Did anyone pay a higher price for their ministry than Paul? And yet in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, we see Paul literally begging God for relief. 
Paul was suffering from what the Bible calls a thorn in the flesh, which, as it plainly says in these verses, was an evil spirit that was tormenting him, harassing him, and causing him much misery. Not once, not twice, but three times Paul prays and he asks to be delivered from this tormenting spirit. Pastor, are you saying the apostle Paul was demon possessed? Absolutely not, of course not. Don't be ridiculous, but I want to tell you he was definitely being harassed. And three times Paul prays, three times he agonizes, three times he begs God, prays very specifically all to God, take it away, take it away, take it away. But does God do what Paul asked him to do? Can you even imagine how frustrated Paul must have been? I mean, I mean, he's the apostle Paul. I mean, he's God's man of faith and power for the hour, man. I mean, he's the head dude, man. He's the grand poobah. And he can't get God to do what he wants him to do. Paul cries out for God to get him out, but God responds by saying, no, I'm going to get you through. Take it away, take it away, Paul pleads. Oh, but God answers, no, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm going to sustain you in your situation rather than help you out of it. Have you ever been frustrated with God because your prayers didn't seem to be working? Three honest people in the room today. I mean, I mean, the harder you prayed, the, the worse your situation got. Ever been there? Others seem to be getting their prayers answered, but not you. Others are getting healed, but you're getting sicker by the day. Oh, perhaps you talk a good game, man. You have all the Christian lingo down, you know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's will be done. But actually, you're hiding your frustrations behind a mask. In reality, you are angry at God. You're ticked off. You're confused. You're frustrated. We're talking about the causes of your frustrations today. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is a major frustration that all of us, all of us walk through. Well, I've given you five that may or may not be what is personally frustrating you, but it gives you the idea. Now we've talked about the causes. Now I want to talk about, I'll talk about the cure. What do we do with our frustration? What do we do? Well, usually we either cover them up, act like everything is okay. We mask them. Or we explode and unload on the people that we love the most. And neither of these are good or healthy. So I want to suggest to you this morning five things we can do about our frustrations. And the first one is we need to pour out our heart to the Lord. 
What do you do with your frustrations? You, you, you pour out your heart to the Lord. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8, he says, I will wait patiently before the Lord. He is my hope. Oh, say that. He is my hope. He is my refuge. He is my rock. Trust in the Lord at all times. Pour out your heart to him. What should we do with our frustrations? What should we do with our unanswered questions and our inner turmoil? Pour them out on Jesus. Take off your mask and get real with God. Take off your mask and be 100% honest with the Lord. Hey, God knows how you feel anyway. I said, God knows how you feel anyway. He, he could see what's behind the mask. Here's another thing that you can do, and that is give yourself permission to be human. Give yourself permission to be human. Psalm 103 verse 14 says, God knows how weak we are. He remembers that we are only dust. You remember where you come from originally? Listen, listen, I want to help somebody today. You, you don't have to fake it till you make it. Not with God, not with God. Fact of the matter is, there is no faking it with him. Oh, you might fool men, but you will never fool God. He can see behind the mask. So take off your mask, pour out your heart to God, unload on him. He's a big God, he can take it. And give yourself permission to be human. Hey, hey, Jesus understands our struggles. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 said, Jesus, our high priest, understands our struggles for he experienced everything that we experienced and he experienced it without sinning. What do we do with our frustrations? We pour them out on Jesus. We, we, we ask our questions. We vent our feelings. We give ourselves permission to be human. Next thing I suggest you do is persevere through your doubts and unanswered questions. Persevere. Hey, I, I didn't say that God will always answer your questions. I didn't say that you would even understand his answer if he were to give you one. Maybe the reason God doesn't give us an answer sometimes is because he knows we don't get it anyway. I didn't say you would understand his answer. I didn't say that you would even agree with him. I simply said it's okay to ask. I simply said it's okay to question. God's ways are so different, so far apart from ours. And you're never going to get on God's level. You're never going to get on God's level. Listen, the more I read the word, the more questions that I have. I open the book to look for answers, and so often I find more questions now than I had before I opened the book. I seem to have more questions than I have answers. And people that seem to think they have all the answers weary me. You're not that smart. You ain't that spiritual either. Come on. Yeah, I have far more questions than I have answers. And listen, if you don't, that tells me you hadn't been reading the Word. Because you read the Word, you'll have questions. Testing, one, two, three. 
And let me just, let me just tell you, friend, I, not very many people tell you, but I'll, I, I will tell you, I don't always see eye to eye with God. I read his words sometimes, I go, wait, what? Huh? I, I don't always see eye to eye with God. I, I wouldn't do some of the things that God does. I wouldn't respond like God does sometimes. Hello? But guess what? He's God. I'm dirt. <laughs> He's the creator. I'm his creation. And he says in Romans chapter 9, verse 20 and 21, should the created tell the creator what to do? I want to say that sometimes when some novice comes to me, tell me how to run the church. How many churches have you run? You run none, and I've run for 48 years? Well, that's just a little bitty thing, but listen, God says, hey, I, 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 I took dirt and formed you, and you want to question me? What do we do once we have poured out our heart to God and gotten honest with him about our feelings and our struggles? We, we persevere. We persevere through our doubts and our unanswered questions. Listen, do you think that Job had any frustrations? Do you think he had any unanswered questions? More than most, I would say, perhaps more than any other before or after. But Job persevered. Oh, oh, he certainly didn't handle his situation perfectly, but I think he did better than most. I guarantee you he did better than I would do. Here's what I know, and that is God blesses those who trust him when they don't understand. Oh, the end of the story of Job, Job chapter 42 and verse number 10 says, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as he had before. Oh, listen to me, listen to me. Oh, oh, if you will just keep on keeping on, if you will continue to trust the Lord, even when you don't understand. Oh, even when things aren't changing, oh, in time, in time, in time, I believe you will see the hand of God show up and you will receive his blessing. Well, let me suggest something else to do with your frustrations, and that is place your frustrations in the hands of Jesus. Stop trying to solve all your own problems all by yourself. Stop struggling in the midst of your struggles and just place your struggles in the hands of Jesus. Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Here's what we need to remind ourselves, and that is God is always at work in our lives, even when we can't see it. Romans 8 and 28, one of my life verses, oh, God causes all things, say all things. God causes all things to work together for good to everybody. No, to those that are, that love God and those that are called according unto his purpose. Whose purpose? Your purpose? Your purpose? No, according unto his 
purpose. See, 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 all we see is the here and the now. All, all we're concerned about is how we feel, you know, feelings, whoa, 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 feelings. It's all about how we feel, whether we're getting what we want or not. But listen, God has eternity in view. He has eternity in view. He's in the process of working out his eternal will. He's always at work, oh, in our lives. And he's far more concerned with our character than he is with our comfort. My last suggestion of what to do with your frustrations is this. That is pursue the presence of the Lord. Pursue the presence of the Lord. If you're frustrated, if you're dealing with frustrations, oh, if you have unanswered questions, oh, if you have anger, oh, and, oh, whatever it might be this morning, pursue the presence of the Lord. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 16 and verse 11, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence. I love this phrase, the joy of your presence. The joy of your circumstance, of your situation. No, no, the joy of your presence. Here's what I've discovered. Nothing provides peace like his presence. John 14 and 27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and of heart. Peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. Oh, let me ask you this morning, are you struggling? Are you struggling today? Do you have more than your share of life's frustrations? Then my advice to you today is pursue the presence of the Lord. Because nothing provides his peace like his presence. The takeaway for the message today is this. Life will guarantee us frustrations. Our Lord can lessen them. Father, I just pray that you'll take the word that has been shared this morning. God, no doubt there are people, Lord, that are struggling with frustration this morning. All of us do from time to time if we are honest. God, I pray today that you'll help us, Lord, to unmask. You'll help us to take off our mask and let the real person come out. God, that we will share our frustration with you, Father. God, we'll find your help. We'll find your healing. We'll find your strength. God, we may or may not get an answer, but God, just to be in your presence, Lord, oh, will bring the joy and the peace, Lord, that we so desperately in need of.